Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It's a beautiful 17th of January, 2023. Coming up in this episode of the Christy Connect Podcast, no more gas stoves. What's next? Yes, a bit of an investigation in the Americans and some of them, how they want to get, get rid of your gas stove. That's right. Apparently, it's causing some breathing uh, issues with small children. More or less, it's just a conspiracy to get rid of your gas uh, items and to start using more wood. Well, no, time will tell. Anyway, I'll tell you more in the episode. Listener of your discretion is advised. I do swear and I smoke cigarettes. See you in a bit. Hit it, sweetheart. Because I am hard, you will not like me. There is no racial bigotry here. Here you are all equally working. From Western Canada, this is the Krusty Canuck Podcast, a Canadian veteran's point of view on political, social, economic issues, and life. Here's Krusty. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode, the first one of 2023, Christy Canuck Podcast, episode 199, No More Gas Stoves. That's right, I'm your host, Christy Canuck. Sorry for being so tardy, ladies and gentlemen, without keeping you all posted the past little while, I have had one hell of a work schedule. Oh my God, working pretty hard, getting this on the go, getting that on the go, trying to save some money so I can get my life in order, ladies and gentlemen, but because of you, my wonderful audience, you stuck by me all this wonderful time, and please give yourselves a round of applause. Because you guys are awesome out there, all my subscribers, thank you, and Internet Land and YouTube Land and Rebel Land and all that stuff, too. And this podcast is also brought to you by Gary. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Gary, getting down to business with those pants and those trucks in the background. That's right, ladies. Getting down to business with Gary. Yeah, all right. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, carrying on with this episode of the Crustic Podcast, 199. That's right. No more gas stoves. What's next? Now, here's an article that I found in National Post and uh, commentary brought to you by Energy Now, too. And I'll just put this on the page here for you all, for you to watch. And later on in the episode, we'll be talking about Justin Trudeau and some of his bailout conditions that have been plaguing this society for a long time now. We're seeing criminals get off scot-free on some really stupid crimes, you know, gun crime, and uh, out there on bail and causing more crimes. So what I will do is I will get this uh, uh, article squared up for you there, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, I hope you read along with me there, too. Uh, basically, in regards to banning the gas stove. Now, there's speculation in um, the United States in regards to that. Uh, we've caught wind of it here briefly. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'll, I'll read some of this article. I'll give you the link in my description for you to follow, too. Uh the subheadline is for a bizarre few days this week, U.S. political discourse was seized by the very real possibility that the American government was coming for the public's gas stoves. After a new study claimed that as of many as 12% of childhood asthma cases could be linked to pollution from gas ranges, the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission announced that, quote unquote, any option was on the table. Uh, to sanction the stoves. A few days later, the agency walked back the statement. So um, <laughs> it, it's kind of hard to see here any kind of legitimacy in this, like to, to wanting to ban, to ban these stoves. Now, I put it in the title for a very good reason, because they've been trying to ban guns. They want, they've banned plastic bags in some retail outlets. They've also banned uh, free speech. 
So what else is what else is coming here? I'll leave this uh, link uh, in my description for you to read along by your own, by your own means, there, ladies and gentlemen. But I'm no longer going to uh, tolerate any of this this, this garbage here. Um, gas stoves are efficient and sufficient. They do use less energy than electric stoves. Uh, I've heard of gas dryers. I've heard of gas washers uh, that have made it easier on the electrical grid especially in places like California and densely populated subtropical areas uh, where they have brownouts and blackouts. And I remember as a kid, when we talked about gas stoves uh, in high school, right, because they had pipe fitting understanding, uh, they had lessons in pipe fitting and stuff like that, and how efficient a natural gas stove is compared to your typical electric stove. Now you can cook either or, you know, if you know how to cook by all means, but you talk to any chef, Okay. You talk to any restaurateur, any chef or any head cook in any major kitchen, and they will swear to whatever gods are in the oven in regards to what they can do with a gas stove. Okay, When you barbecue, you use gas to make those steaks and burgers taste ever so mwah, fantastic. Okay, And I've actually cooked steaks on wood fire too and charcoal fire, and it's oh, beautiful. Beautiful, ladies and gentlemen, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. So when someone says to me, gas is bad, we have to stop it. What's the substitute? Oh, of course, they'll say electricity or wind power or solar power. Kind of like the junk they're trying to promote in Davos right now at the World Economic Forum, right? I did have some video lined up for uh, this episode in regards to the buffoonery <laughs> that was presented to us from these clowns at the World Economic Forum who think they know what's best for you and me because they make lots of money and they can tuck it away and save it for any day. Well, us peons have to struggle, but uh, we're not going to be peed on anymore. We're going to start peeing back. And I'll save that uh, for another episode, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, <laughs> as I go further into this rabbit hole of total, how do you say, pardon my expression, fuckery. Uh, <laughs> these are what some of the experts have said in regards against the gas stove debacle. You know, people who are against it, who don't want people like you and me to use them under any circumstance, all in the name of the environment. You know, here's a nice article that's uh, really self-explanatory, okay, in, in the name of uh, uh, using a gas stove, ladies and gentlemen. I'll just cue this up here a bit better for you. There we go. Okay, and I'll leave this link in my description too uh, for you, my wonderful audience, to follow and uh, read at your leisure. So, and this comes from the people at uh, energynow.com. Uh, they're a, a joint Canadian and American uh, media page or media site in regards to energy in this country or well, in this continent. And uh, I'll, I'll read along for you. Commentary. Calls to ban gas stoves are anti-science, anti-freedom, anti-energy, said Alex Epstein. And he's a writer. Uh, he wrote a pretty good book. Uh, I'll leave a link to his work, too. In my description, ladies and gentlemen, for you to follow. He's pro-fossil fuel and not for the sake of, you know, the almighty dollar, as Mr. Jagmeet Singh and the Prime Minister likes to discuss about uh, greed. Those are the two most greedy politicians I can ever think of. Anyway, I'll carry on. So instead of informing us with accurate science about gas stoves so we can make better decisions, anti-fossil fuel activists are distorting science by Mr. Alex Epstein. Calls to ban gas stoves are anti-science, anti-freedom, and anti-energy. Instead of informing us with accurate science about gas stoves so we can make better decisions, anti-fossil fuel activists are distorting the science to justify forcing their anti 
gas agenda on us. Early, uh, 20th, uh, correct, yeah, early 2023 has featured a carefully orchestrated campaign in which a paper whose lead author is an anti-fossil fuel, fuel activist claims that gas stoves cause 12.7% of child asthma. Number two, the federal government and New York proposed bans on new gas stoves. We should reject this campaign. The campaign against gas stoves rejected for three reasons. Families have the right to incorporate any real science about gas stoves as they judge best. The 12.7% claim is a distortion of science. The anti-gas movement is a threat to our grid and therefore our health. Whether and how to use a gas or electric stove should be determined by individuals and families based on what they judge best. For example, many will rationally choose to use a cheaper, more functional gas stove with good ventilation as the best option. And of course, you can't sell your gas stove. Make sure you know if it's faulty. If it's faulty, well, you know the hard way. But very seldom you hear about a stove blowing up in someone's house unless they leave it on or there's an accident of some sort. Right. There are many decisions that families make that affect kids' health far more than a gas versus electric stove. What kinds of food kids eat, how much exercise they get, and how much money parents allocate to health versus other expenses. Do governments then get to dictate all of these? Very good point. Who is the government to tell you what you have to buy? They're trying to do it right now with our firearms. They're trying to tell us how much gasoline we can use by upping the ante when it comes to taxes. Now, what food products to buy. So it's getting there slowly. It's creeping in, ladies and gentlemen. It's creeping in ever so gently, right? You know? I'll leave it at that. <laughs> so that's the thing. Does anyone have the right to dictate what parents feed their kids, how much exercise kids get, and how much of their money families spend on health care? No, of course not. Now, you'd like to improve that. You want to see people be healthy. You want to see kids get out there and play and having a good time. But the past two and a half, three years in regards to the pandemic, that has been thwarted. And there's still a lot of people scared to go out and do their thing. Okay. They only have the right to try to persuade parents with good info and arguments. The same applies to gas stoves, whether someone offers you science, not to inform your voluntary choices, but to impose a ban on you, you can be confident that what they are calling science is a distortion. And we've seen that the past few years in regards to masks, jibby jabs, administration, people getting paid, people losing their jobs, people losing their minds, and people, you know, any confident claim. That something caused specifically uh, so much percentage of asthma is BS. Asthma is a cluster of symptoms that researchers do not have a clear casual picture of. You know, I remember back in the 80s, they talked about some kind of link to asthma in regards to gas stoves. And no one raised a stink about owning a gas stove. They said to make sure that everything is tight, connections are good, everything's up to date, and the safety is paramount. So... That's the thing. I'll leave this article in my description for you guys, ladies and gentlemen, for you to read along at your own leisure. And uh, you can decide what you want to do from there. Okay. Because this past little while, especially in the past year, we're seeing all these so-called experts talk about how we should stop using fossil fuel and stop eating red meat and start eating more bugs. Well, this clown here, Krusty Canuck, I will not eat any goddamn bugs. I will keep eating my burgers, eating my steak, and I'll keep using my barbecue. Now, I have an electric stove, hey, but I was thinking of investing in a gas stove just for the sake of, and just to tell these clowns, <laughs> jog on.
stay updated and follow Krusty Canuck on Facebook, Twitter, Gab, Telegram, YouTube, and Podbean. Subscribe today and donate at KrustyCanuck.ca. And just a reminder too, ladies and gentlemen, if you like and hear what you see, please, you can follow Krusty Canuck on the following platforms, Twitter, Facebook, Rumble, Instagram, YouTube, Getter, Podbean. And I'm also branching out to in uh, some other platforms in the near future too. So if you like the Krusty Canuck podcast, check me out on the above mentioned places. You also find links in my description. And please share my content around if you can too. doesn't matter where you find it, whether YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, anywhere else for that matter, even my Facebook page. Please share my videos and share my uh, podcast all over the place too. And once again, I'd like to remind you all too that this podcast is brought to you by the fine, fine people and defenders and believers of free speech. More important than your feelings, ladies and gentlemen, that is right. Anyway, carrying on again with episode 199. No more gas stoves, what's next? Well, we can tell what's next too. Here in Canada, we have the federal government getting their panties in a bunch over our guns, okay? One minute, the prime minister says he's not against hunting rifles, but he's against assault-style rifles. So guns that look scary are bad, okay? And every so often in my Twitter feed, I see these uh, uh, pro-anti-gunners who keep reminding us about the Polytechnic Massacre. Terrible crime in Canadian history. 14 people did not deserve to die the way they did. They should be alive right now. They should be alive as far as I'm concerned. But then the Canadian gun laws at that time were pretty more slack compared to what they are right now, okay? And a lot of these people who are against gun ownership in this country failed to realize the responsibility it takes to be a gun owner and regardless if someone committed a crime or not and if someone committed a crime with said gun license that still does not justify a total stranger knocking your door saying hello give us your firearms or else you all no so that's just my spiel on that too I don't care if my neighbor owns a gun. I don't care if this person owns a gun. I don't care if this person's dead against guns. Doesn't matter. What you own, what you do with your time and your effort, with your money and your labor and your beliefs is your business. That's basic fucking liberty. But the powers of be don't want that. Our prime minister doesn't want people to have guns. No, because it's bad and it's unsafe. Just like he doesn't want you to drive your gasoline-powered vehicle. He doesn't want you using electricity, but he encourages you to use wind and solar and find green technology that hasn't fucking been invented yet. But, you know, I guess his heart's in the right place, eh? You know, you're good, kid. You're good. You try really hard, but boy, you fucking dumb. Stay updated and follow Krusty Canuck on Facebook, Twitter, Gab, Telegram, YouTube, and Podbean. Subscribe today and donate at KrustyCanuck.ca. And just a reminder too, ladies and gentlemen, if you like and hear what you see, please click like, subscribe, share this content, all of your social media platforms too. Uh, I got a video here I queued up from, uh, <coughs> excuse me, from a guy uh, I've talked to briefly uh, via email, like email tag. Uh, Clyde, do something. He's got one hell of a channel on uh, YouTube. I really suggest you check him out. He's just very, very thorough, very kind. He doesn't swear as much as I do. He's a charming, young, nice fellow from British Columbia who's a licensed, licensed auto mechanic. And he's knows his shit. So I'm going to queue up a video that he put together here. And this is where you're going to hear Justin Trudeau talk about the bail system. Now, listen carefully. He does throw race into it, ladies and gentlemen. Listen carefully. I'll just queue this up here for you all. And uh, we will start uh, the show, right? I, I, I'm just, I, I'm still like, 
I, I get so tired of listening to people talk about race and race and race all the time. Because where I grew up, we never treated people based on race. We treated people based on their actions. You know, a shit simple procedure. You treat people accordingly on their actions. That is what you do. You don't sit there and judge people on this or on that and how they do this and how they do that. You just treat people like people. But unfortunately, uh, these individuals that are in Ottawa right now do not do that because they have a different agenda. All in the name of so-called progress. Yet they fail to realize that they're regressing. They're going backwards. Right. But I'll play this for you. And uh, the special thanks once again, hats off there to Clyde Do Something, who put this uh, video together for us to enjoy and monitor to submit for our approval. Right. So let's cue this up and we'll go from there, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, just got to get this queued up here. I'm having some troubles here. So thank you uh, for bearing with me <laughs> this whole time. Let me get this sorted out. Yeah, sorry. Anyways, I'm carrying on here. I'm just trying to get this. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, anybody, anybody having any good jokes? Yeah, okay. There we go. I think we are set right now, ladies and gentlemen. So please pay attention carefully. Okay. Uh, the bail uh, issue. Kelly Malone, the Canadian press. So following Malone, high profile instances, so of, people high profile instances of people committing crimes while out on bail, urging your government to review bail systems, urging your government to review bail systems, review has been committed to, but what more needs to be done, and how soon should Canadians expect results? I understand that we need to have a justice system that is effective in keeping people safe and fair. Um, anytime you make a change to the bail systems, there's uh, challenges around impacts, particularly on Indigenous or uh, minority groups that we have to make sure we're taking into account. We all want uh, a system uh, that ensures that Canadians are safe in their homes and their communities. Uh, and that's why we're looking very carefully at this proposal from, uh, from the, uh, the Premiers. Uh, we're always uh, going to put the safety of Canadians at the top of mind. Uh, that's what we've done in the various reforms we brought to the criminal justice system and that's what we're going to continue to do uh, we understand there's a real concern out there and that's why we're working quickly to so look there is at, no at concern the out there and the real concern a lot of people are pointing out is uh well a particular individual that was detained yeah there is a concern ladies and gentlemen a concern with the fact that why are people who are committing crimes with guns and weapons aggravated assault robberies uh, attempted murder are being released. Okay. See, I look at individual, it, it doesn't matter if you're black, white, pink, purple, First Nations, Asian, I, I don't care what your background is. You take it upon yourself to use a weapon to commit a crime. Okay. You are guilty of said crime. Okay. It doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter your background. And the justice system should ideally take that in consideration when you appear in the court of law, because you're supposed to be presumed innocent till proven guilty, right? Due process, okay? Now, if there's an individual who has a track sheet and he or she has done this and done that and A, B, and C, but the way the prime minister just said, the way he spoke about it, if you're from this group or that group, then we should be more lenient. Is that itself not racist? Hmm? Is that itself a, a racist thing to do? When you favor a certain group or a certain bunch of people who've committed some nasty crimes. Now, I understand poverty has gone up in this country. 
but it doesn't just affect certain groups. It has affected a lot of Canadians. Okay. And where I grew up, okay. And I, 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 as much as I hate to say this, ladies and gentlemen, as much as I hate using the race, okay. There were white people I grew up with that didn't have a lot. Okay. And there were white people that I went to school with that didn't have a lot. And a lot of the poverty at that time wasn't due to the economics, wasn't due to the color of their skin, wasn't due to the fact they couldn't read or they couldn't write. It was done to the fact that the guardianship and the parental units made some shitty fucking decisions. Okay. And you look at that for what it is. Now, if person A is 25 years old and he's been in and out of the institutions for a while, you would think the guy would know better or the gal would know better. Sometimes it's hard. I get that. Sometimes you get on a certain path and you can't quit it. I get that. But the individuals that killed that police officer in Ontario just shot point blank, no regard for him or whatever. That individual was in trouble before, was he not? And he was released on bail because of weapons charges. Yet how did he obtain an illegal firearm yet again? Right? Something to think about. There's an individual here in Edmonton, or was it Calgary, who stabbed an old man on a bus because of colonialism. That was his, his excuse. There was another individual that went out of uh, his way uh, recently who was released on bail. I don't have the whole story. I'll leave a link in the description. Uh, but he had a, a rap sheet from here to Cleveland, just for stupid things. But he was released on bail again and committed another crime with a legal firearm. Okay. So while people are clenching their pearls and the anti-gunners out there are saying, you don't need this, you don't need that. Who are you to tell me what I need and what I want and should have? I don't tell you what to serve your kids for supper every night. I don't tell you how to please your husband, girlfriend, or boyfriend. Or if you're in that polyamorous situation, how to please your lovers. I don't tell you to live your life. Okay, But when you look at these individuals that are so anti-gun and so anti-aggression anti when it comes to getting the bad guy, they tend to live in giant urban centers who have everything there accessible to them. Now, I can feel sympathetic to an individual who takes out a liquor store because he or she needs the money to get formula for their young ones or food for the young ones or to get rent paid or they're going to be kicked out in the street. I can understand that. But in the same sense, they had committed a crime. They committed a crime. They've done a bad thing. And I, I, I'm almost positive that, that any sane justice out there would look at that situation for what it is. But you still got to serve time for it, regardless of the color of your skin. We're supposed to be equal under the law. Equal. All people, all individuals. If you're caught doing something bad. It shouldn't matter what your background is. It shouldn't matter what your gender is. Yet we have politicians that throw that into the mix. To look fucking woke. And for what? Huh? For what? What's it going to prove? Nothing. Right? I've known people in my life that took their own life. And then you have gun lobbyists sitting there going, well, they're illegal gun owners. It doesn't matter, though. They were hurting. I've had people I grew up with who've taken their own life without a gun. One individual threw himself off a building. 
Another individual threw himself in front of a truck. And yet we have politicians that constantly sit and worry about their little beans and they want to count this and count that. We have a defense minister who spends more time worrying about gender pronouns on letterheads and listening to so-called academics calling our military full of white supremacists. And yet these academics never served a goddamn day in their life. But she's taken their point of view and taken their ins inside and their insights rather than listening to the men and women that want to put their ass in the line for this country. Ah, progress. What a fucking shit show. Stay updated and follow Krusty Canuck on Facebook, Twitter, Gab, Telegram, YouTube, and Podbean. Subscribe today and donate at KrustyCanuck.ca. And as I say once again, ladies and gentlemen, if you like and hear what you see, please click like and subscribe and share this podcast all over your social media platforms too. Uh, look to me, look for me on my Facebook page and my YouTube page for updates too. I'm getting more traction on my Facebook page. And it's not just because of my dedication to this podcast. It's uh, also because of you find people out there. So give yourselves a round of applause for that. That's right. And I'm seeing that my subscriptions have gone up uh, in the past week which is a good thing. So thank you once again. Thank you. Thank you very much. One more round of applause out there. Foya's out there. And I just want to thank uh, some friends of mine in Ontario who have watched my six per se. You two know who you are. Thank you once again. Right. Uh, one's male, one's female, but you guys know who you are. So thank you once again for that. And an update too. Screenplay is still in the works. Uh, just working out some finer details. And getting to the bottom of some bullshit. So I'll keep you posted on that at a later time. But the screenplay that I wrote, uh, I promise, ladies and gentlemen, it will be a fantastic show. I'm assuming if it gets picked up. But there'll be time and a place for that for me to tell you is all the juicy details about that when it comes. Anyhow, carrying on again with the whole no more gas stoves. What's next? Well, that's a question. What is next? What else are you going to think about banning too? Now, like I said, I'll leave the articles in the description for you all to follow there at your own leisure. But when they keep making these suggestions to ban gas stoves. Now, here in Canada, uh, to my American listeners too, and British listeners and German listeners like all over the world. Oh, excuse me. <coughs> oh, pardon me. The federal government has banned single-use plastic. So a lot of grocery stores and other chains alike have opted out on those little plastic bags you used to get. So you get yourself a bottle of pop and some goodies and some fat pills, tobacco, whatever you want. And every, Or if you're coming home, you get yourself a jug of milk and some creamer for your coffee, whatever. It's nice to have that little bag. And I have to keep telling myself to bring my recyclable bags with me and put them in my truck when I go to and from work, right? Rather than having to spend 33 cents on a, an acrylic bag. And we know where acrylics come from, don't we? Acrylics come from fuel, fossil fuel. So we can't have the single-use bags, even though single-use bags can be used for garbage and everything else. And you'll find there's people I still know that put plastic bags in their feet when they put their boots on when they work out in the cold. So they're effective. So we find uses for these things, ladies and gentlemen. Now, the federal government's way off for banning these too. Okay, now sure we're inconvenienced briefly, but still it's forced you to buy another bag that you don't really need. It just accumulates. And when I look under my cupboard, I see quite a few of those recyclable bags and those new bags you can buy and go grocery shopping with. So it's my own fault. I'll have to 
you know, slap my wrist and uh, take responsibility when next time I go grocery shopping, make sure I get enough bags with me so I don't have to buy any more. But the point I'm trying to make is that there's such lackluster and irresponsibility when it comes to governance in this country. And when it comes to looking at the environment, you and I both know that we do not, we aren't going to throw our trash in the river. You and I both know that no one's going to dump nuclear waste into a water source. Not that it hasn't been done before, but we know better too. And I think us Canadians have a really good grip when it comes to the environment, especially us out here in Alberta, right? So if you want to ban fossil fuels, then I highly suggest you get yourself a horse and buggy and all the best to you, hey? Because fossil fuels has impacted our lives. It builds our computers. It builds this camera I'm looking into. It's built your cell phone. It's built the batteries that charge your cell phone. Not to mention the fine, fine minerals that go into the charging aspect of putting power into your cell phone. Not to mention half the clothing we wear, too. So to all the Greta Turnbergs out there, to all the Stephen Gobos, and to all the Christian feelings, you know, that's the thing. I've got another thing to say, too in regards to uh, Ms. Freeland, Mr. Uh, Gilbo. Stephen and Christia, I'll ask that again. Stephen and Christia, right? Now, Stephen Gilbo pops up once in a while on Twitter talking about the innovations and how green technology is going to save us. Where's this technology you speak of, Stephen? Where is it? Right? Don't tell me wind and solar. What else is in the works? A lot of us here at the Cresting Your Podcast want to know. Do you have a viable answer, a viable solution? Not a chance, Buckeye. And Ms. Freeland, apparently giving away $2 billion to some unknown company or some non-existent company. That's something to think about. But I'll probably get into my next episode, ladies and gentlemen. I'm getting a little too heated and emotional for this one. But once again, I'd like to say my apologies for not showing up earlier. Uh, this is the first episode of the podcast for 2023. You know, that's a, that's a good thing, right? Yep. Exactly. And uh, once again, my apologies for not showing up earlier. I just took some time out this weekend just to chill because I had a pretty long work schedule. Pretty hectic. And, you know, I'm not getting younger. So <laughs> this getting up, oh, dark, stupid, and coming home when it's just getting dark or when it is dark is uh, taking its toll on me, ladies and gentlemen. But nonetheless, my bills are getting paid, and I'm not complaining. I'm just getting a little tired. But anyhow, I want to thank you all again for tuning into the show. Thank you very much from the bottom of my heart. And I want to say thank you to those people that have donated the past couple weeks, too. I've seen a few donations. So thank you very much, those individuals out there. And like I said, this is episode 199, so I'm planning something for episode 200. Uh, I'm thinking about maybe some giveaways. So I might give away some Krusty Canuck uh, Gucci kit, a t-shirt, a hat, maybe a swimsuit or two, or an item from my shop. And uh, I hope to see you there for the 200th episode. I might go live for that one, ladies and gentlemen. So pay attention to my uh, pages on Facebook and YouTube for when I go live. And you might get yourself some Krusty Canuck swagger at no cost to you. They just tune in and I'll post a question. And if I get a, a viable answer from somebody quick enough, then an individual might get himself or herself a nice Krusty Canuck uh, piece of merchandise. But like I said, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Krusty Canuck Podcast for 17 January 2023. I wish nothing but good things for you all out there. 
Uh, weather is getting better here in beautiful Alberta. It's a nice balmy minus eight Celsius. So it's still a little wet and cool, but still uh, due diligence. Help each other out in these trying times. If you see neighbors struggling with his or her snow, give them a hand. If you see neighbors struggling with the groceries, maybe step up, give a few cans of food if you can, or help out the best way, the best way you can. It's just a matter of trying to be civil with each other and just trying to get along, ladies and gentlemen. And that's what we should do. We should persevere. And just to quote a line uh, from the movie Heartbreak Ridge, where Clint Eastwood says that one soldier that fell out of uh, his punishment PT, don't give the son of a bitch the satisfaction. And so we shan't, ladies and gentlemen. Like I say, I've been cresting up this beautiful 17th of January, 2023. All the best to you and yours in this wonderful new year. Let's make it what it, what it is, something fantastic. And like I always say, ladies and gentlemen, humanity and merit wins the day. Take care and I'll see you next time. Bye for now. Hit it, sweetheart. Because I am hard, you will not like me. There is no racial bigotry here. Here you are all equally working. This has been another episode of the Krusty Canuck Podcast. Stay sane and thank you for listening. From Western Canada, this is the Krusty Canuck Podcast.